This is the Dungeon Master's Handbook. Welcome to episode zero of the Dungeon Master's Handbook. I'm Michael, also known as Chicago Wiz, and welcome. Here we are. I never thought I would ever do anything like this, but uh, I'm sitting in front of a microphone. We'll see how this works out. I will tell you right now, I am nervous as all hell, so uh, <laughs> if it shows, uh, give me a couple of uh, episodes and we'll see if it gets any better. Um, think of this as the pilot. This is kind of like the preface or introduction to your uh, RPG books that you always skip over. So, uh, But hopefully you'll listen to this and uh, let me know what you think. So what is the Dungeon Master's Handbook going to be about? Well, I thought it would be interesting to share my love and how much I get into and my excitement and lessons learned over how to run Dungeons & Dragons campaign in an old school manner. Um, and to that I mean open-ended type games, uh, games that are player-driven, but also DM-guided and uh, DM-ruled, if you will, uh, with the DM making rulings and uh, generally a older, uh, older feel to it. Um, I hope to bring in some examples and lessons from running my own AD&D and OD&D campaigns. Uh, I've got a... Uh, nine-year running AD&D campaign and roughly about nine years OD&D campaign with my wife. Uh, you'll hear me talk about that a little bit. Um, I also hope to bring out some things that uh, inspire me, uh, music or things that I've read on the web, um, books that I've read. Um, and uh, right now this is solo. I'm hoping to possibly co-host this on a guest-by-guest -guest basis. So if there's anyone you want to hear about uh, or talk to in terms of uh, running an old-school campaign, uh, let me know. I would love to have people on and learn how they do their things and kind of compare and contrast and learn from each other. So who am I? Why would you care about what I have to say? Um, good question. I think that um, maybe giving a little bit of history, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons since 1978. Uh, I walked into a cheap discount uh, department store that's long since closed uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and found this strange little box that had a dragon and a wizard and a uh, fighter on it. And uh, it was brightly colored and said Dungeons & Dragons on it. And looked at the back and it talked about having your own adventures and doing all sorts of neat things. And I bought it. And it's been true love ever since. Um, that was the Holmes D&D Basic book. Uh, it came with little chits that you had to put into Dixie Cups to... Uh, to get your random numbers. Uh, they didn't start putting in the dice until uh, a couple of printings after the one that I got. Um, but I found Advanced Dungeons & Dragons shortly thereafter. 
my first book actually was the Dungeon Master's Guide, not the Player's Handbook. And I was scared to read it because you open it up and it says, if you're going to play the game, you know, don't go here. This is only for Dungeon Masters. And I thought, ooh, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. But uh, being kind of a loner and a geek, um, couldn't really find anyone to play with. So I did look through the Dungeon Master's Guide. And then I bought the Player's Handbook and the Monster Manual and uh, found uh, some really patient teachers at a local uh, comic book slash gaming store and played my heart out till, uh, till about the mid-80s. And then I moved on. Um, Battletech came out. There was the Star Trek uh, combat simulation game, which then you could role-play Star Trek. Uh, about that time, somewhere around in there, Shadowrun came out. Um, I fell into friends who uh, were playing uh, all sorts of different games and just uh, really experimented around and then stopped playing for a while. So that brings us up to about 2008. Now, I hadn't played a role-playing game in probably, uh, I want to say, 10, 12 years and I decided that I was going to hop back into Dungeons and Dragons. So I uh, looked online and found that there was this new D&D version called 3.5. I didn't know anything about that. So uh, I uh, got a hold of some used copies of the books and tried to put together a campaign. After trying to write a campaign and having to go to a spreadsheet to balance everything out and figure out how many experience points they were going to get from here and how was I going to do this there, it just felt all foreign to me. And I thought, you know, I want to go back to what I know. So I uh, discovered this thing called the OSR. Uh, depending on who you talk to, that's either old school revolution, old school revival, uh, whatever it was, it was right up my alley because these were people that were talking and actively playing in the uh, older versions that I knew. So I jumped right into that. I started a blog, um, as I, it seems like everybody did in the late aughts, and uh, had a lot of fun with that for a while. Um, took a pause from that, and then in 2015, restarted my campaigns back up and uh, have been doing it and having fun ever since. Um, I am partially responsible for the one-page dungeon template. Um, gentleman by the name of David Bowman and I uh, were noodling around with how to make this thing work in uh, late 2008, uh, early 2009, and uh, we put it out there on the internet, and in one of those things that happens, it kind of went viral. Um, I was contacted later that year by a gentleman, uh, Philippe Antoine Menard, who's also known as the Chatty DM. Hey, Chatty, how you doing? Um, he had to talk me into running a one-page dungeon contest with him, and uh, that took off, and that still runs every year. Um, that was really a lot of fun, and uh, it was neat to see the concept of the one-page dungeon template take off and uh, become popular through uh, um, mega dungeons like Stone Hell. For those of you that have, have kept up with the OSR products, uh, that's a very popular mega dungeon, and Mike Curtis was uh, 
was inspired by and tried to do that whole thing with the one-page dungeon. So uh, seems to have worked out well. Um, I also am really proud of my nine-year campaign. I started a uh, campaign in 2009, went to a uh, local game store here in Chicago called Games Plus, a really wonderful place. If you get a chance, I highly recommend it. They've been around for 40 years, and uh, it, it really is a wonderful, warm store to go to. They uh, made space available for me to be able to run a campaign and uh, started off with, uh, I want to say there were six people at the first game. And in the life of the campaign, I think I've had close to 100 people uh, play in my world, which is really kind of cool, both in tabletop fashion, um, either as a regular monthly game or uh, at conventions. I always try to run a, a session in my campaign world. Um, and I also have had an ongoing uh, online campaign. Started off on an old technology called Google Wave, then went to uh, uh, Rizoma after uh, Google Wave shut down. And uh, it's been really neat to explore that world through a long period of time with a number of different players. Um, and then along with the D&D campaigns, I decided to get the crazy idea, hey, let's run some war games in the same uh, same world. And I've been doing that now for the past few years, mainly at conventions, but uh, once in a while I'll persuade some people to, hey, let's have a day of uh, war gaming and we'll come over and uh, we'll do uh, some war games in the world and see what happens. So that's a little bit about uh, what I do. I've been really involved in the idea of running old school sandbox campaigns pretty much from the get-go. Um, I've always been fascinated with the idea of putting a world together that players can explore and find new things and write their histories into it. And for me as a DM, it's kind of exciting because I can learn about my world through what they do. Um, I get a sense of what interests them and, and what things they explore. And, and it's really neat to sit here at the table and listen to them talk about what they've discovered and what they think this means and uh, even find myself being influenced by some of those uh, things. So uh, I really get into um, that kind of an open-ended environment. I've never been one to really write plot-driven campaigns um, or campaigns that have like a story where you go from point A to point B to point C. Um, I know I don't like to play that way. Whenever I sit down with a video game, one of the first things I'm trying to do is to get off the rails. So uh, <laughs> I, I try not to do that to my players. Um, I'd like to give them an environment where they have choices and those choices matter. Um, so that's a little bit about who I am and what I do. Uh, getting back to this podcast, um, coming up, in what I'm calling season one. I'm not sure if we're going to have 12 or 16 episodes. We're going to kind of see how this goes. Um, but the next few episodes are going to cover things like uh, how to create a fun con game quickly. Um, I just had to do that for Game Hole Con. Um, 
I'm going to talk about how to start and run a sandbox campaign in an old school style. Um, it always seems like whenever I blog about this or talk about this, there's a lot of interest in it. And so I thought I would uh, share some of that in, in my podcast. Um, I'm going to cover some of the lessons learned in running multiple games in your world. You know, you put all this time and effort into a campaign world. Well, maybe you want to run two or three games in it, separate campaigns for separate groups. Uh, there's some interesting challenges there. Um, I'd like to talk about how I've created my version of D&D. I call it AD&D Lite. Um, although I, I play with advanced Dungeons and Dragons, I've uh, folded, spindled, and mutilated <laughs> into a shape that probably uh, most people who play AD&D don't, don't quite recognize, but it's still AD&D at the core. Um, I'd like to cover a little bit about my solo game that I run with uh, my wife, who I nicknamed the Princess Wife. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, wargaming in D&D, um, and maybe some of the tools that, that I've used to uh, keep this nine-year campaign going. And I'd also like to do some interviews with some of my players um, or other DMs who have similar interests. So, uh, you know, I'd like to hear, hear their thoughts and, and share them with you. So that's about it for episode zero. Um, my idea of podcasts are kind of like TED Talks. I don't really want to go over 15, 20 minutes with them. Um, so future broadcasts should be about this, or future episodes, I should say, it'll be about this short. So what do you think? Um, you know, you're, you're listening to the Dungeon Master's Handbook. What would you like to know about running an old school campaign? Um, what are your questions? What are your things that you run into and how can I help? Um, I certainly encourage you to drop me an email, drop a comment on uh, wherever you've downloaded this podcast from. Uh, you can find me on the web at dungeonmastershandbook.wordpress.com and uh, let me know. So our next episode is going to be running a fun con game event, but doing it in, un creating it in under four hours. That was the situation I found myself in, and I managed to have a very fun con game, running it in old school style, and managed to put it together with minimal prep. So we're going to talk about that. I want to thank you for listening. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe to my podcast either on iTunes or through uh, SoundCloud through the RSS feed. Uh, you can also go to the uh, website DungeonMastersHandbook.wordpress.com and uh, get notified when new episodes are up. So we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.